It's time for episode 400 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, May 26, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 400 episodes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's just reached its 400th birthday, right? That's, that's how it works, right? I, I think. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm i one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal and dungeon buddy, it's Dan the Man Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing fantastic, Micah. This podcast doesn't look a day over 350. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Um, you know who else doesn't look a day? <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just keep rolling. Oh, I, I kid, I kid, because uh, today we are joined by host emeritus and uh, just man about the podcast industry. It's Jason Snell. Hello, Jason. 400 episodes. What a milestone, Micah and Dan. That's for you, Mike. I, I know you like singing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. To my left this week, it is a professional writer and talker at App Launch Map, a co-host at Originality right here on Relay, and a frequent incomparable panelist. It's Aline Sims. Welcome back, Aline. Do you ever stop and think how much time you spend talking into microphones? Oh my gosh. Well, no. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> um, folks, it is time to kick off this episode of Clockwise. You know how it works. Four topics in 30 minutes. So I'm going to get going. Uh, my question for you, with WWDC just around the corner, everyone seems to be asking if Apple is going to reveal new iPad OS features, what's one new or updated feature you think Apple might bring to iPad OS? Jason, we'll start with you. Perhaps it's time, I know it's scary, for proper external display to sport and, and, and more than that, just um, a new multitasking model that is more Mac-like in a way where you've got different apps running at once and you can stack them and move them around and put them where you want. Uh, a home screen redesign, I think, may be in the cards this year. Last year, we obviously saw a big change on the iPhone side with the ability to put widgets on your home screen. And in the iPad, they're still relegated to that little column in the front. It feels like an increasingly like a, a waste of an opportunity here. The home screen is a place you spend a lot of time. And it feels like maybe there are opportunities not only to have just widgets, but you know, find some ways of working with maybe a windowed system or something like that, or be able to put uh, ways to get, you know, deeper access to some apps right on the home screen rather than having to sort of bounce around as much. I would like Apple to walk back the kind of like widgets aren't something that you were supposed to really interact with. They're more for information and like easy app launching. Um, I would love to have the ability to add a fantastical entry from my home screen um, instead of having to go into the app. Um, I would love to see Final Cut Pro come to uh, come to the iPad. Alrighty, folks, thank you for your answers on that one. Let us move to our next topic, which comes from Jason Snell. Well, you may know this, but um, arriving to great acclaim last week was one of the most anticipated new Apple products of all time. You're right. I'm talking about the Apple TV remote control, 
which everybody seems really excited about. Uh, yet the angels are rejoicing. The skies have opened up. We live in a new world, people. The Siri remote is gone. But I wanted to ask you all about how you fit remotes into your life. Think of your primary entertainment space. And tell me how many operable, like if if something's behind a drawer and doesn't have batteries in it, that doesn't count. But if it's out and accessible in some way, how many re- different remote controls do you currently have in that entertainment space? Are you down to one or do you really have four, but you only try to use one or two of them? Because I have my own uh, <laughs> strategies here and uh, frustrations, frankly, about this that have only been magnified by the release of truly Apple's greatest product the apple tv remote dan i can see my new apple remote from here jason but i can't reach it i'm doing like a skywalker style empire strikes back like trying to summon it to my hand but that's a feature that apple didn't build in more shame to them um before the i think the number is roughly the same for me both before and after i got the new remote it's two with an asterisk I will say there is a basket of the extra remotes that lives on the bottom level of the coffee table, which I rarely go into. It's really only when I need to change something in the settings on the uh, on my like physical TV set um, because I don't have that mapped up on my universal remote. I predominantly use a Harmony remote, which I've had be my main remote that I use for about 90% of things. Um, and I am using that still, but a little bit less so with the uh, arrival of the new, the new Apple TV remote. And the reason for that mainly is that the Apple TV remote you know, it has a couple niceties that the, the Harmony remote can't handle. So it doesn't have Siri and it doesn't have that convenient scrubbing feature. And I even like those on the old Siri remote. It was a couple of the the, the things that I actually thought were great and I'm glad they kept them. Um, and the, the biggest issue with the Apple TV remote is it, it doesn't turn on my receiver because my receiver is very old and can only be activated via infrared, not via the fancy HDMI stuff. It doesn't even have an HDMI port. It is older than HDMI. So... I, I'm not quite down to the single remote lifestyle, but I would say I can use now basically the Harmony or the Apple TV remote each for like 90% of what I want to do. And I wish I could get that last 10% into one of them or the other, but I guess it's, you know, technology has not quite advanced that far yet. Dang it, Dan. <laughs> no, it, look, look you're, you're in a different place. You may have very similar situations. I'm just taking a little survey here. Everybody gets their own thing. Survey you don't have to make says. up. Like, you don't have to. By the way, Dan's answer wasn't really two. It was two plus a basket full of remotes <laughs> yeah. that are also nearby. And I think I was clear on that point, Dan. The basket doesn't get used very yeah. often. It's just a banishment place. Yeah, yeah. That's basically our situation, too. We have a Harmony remote, Harmony hub, um, Apple TV remote, um, occasionally we'll need to pull out the remote for you know like the tv very rarely but basically parroting dan um but i will say um the apple tv remote does pretty much everything we need it to do for tv and movie viewing and i guess playing apple arcade games um minus the controller i use a ps4 controller for that but um our tv not our receiver, but our TV is too old to be turned on and off with the Apple TV remote. Um, we have like one of the last plasma Samsung plasma TVs ever made. So um, it's like eight or nine years old at this point. Um, so yeah, but uh, mostly we just use the Harmony remote for um, switching between the PS4, the Switch, uh, Apple TV, and... 
I guess that's about all we have hooked up nowadays. Um, but we can also turn the lights on and off with it. It does have some, you know, like we can integrate with HomeKit because we have a hub. So that's all really nice. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're mostly there. It's very edge casey that we need to use any other remotes, but we do occasionally. And with Logitech, um, ending the Harmony line, I'm really interested to know when this remote dies, hopefully never, but it is pretty old. What are we going to do? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know what's out there for universal remotes anymore. If I use my um, iPhone as my remote most of the time, do I have to count that as one of the remotes? No. Okay. Then I think in- not. Excellent. Then in that case, one remote, it is the new Siri remote at one point. I guess technically I have two remotes right now because I haven't gotten completely rid of the old Siri remote because I'm still making sure that my partner is comfortable with the new one before I just completely banish the old one away from him. And he's like, oh, no, a new system. I don't understand. So we're, we're in transition. But uh, yeah, between um, the new Siri remote and my iPhone, or I should say our phones, uh, we can switch inputs on the TV because the TCL Roku TV we have has uh, HomeKit and um, AirPlay 2 support. And so with HomeKit support, it's got the input changes, it's got the menu changes, uh, settings, you can do all of that uh, from those devices. And then with HDMI CEC, uh, he can turn on his Xbox and have it automatically switch inputs to that as he needs to. And we almost exclusively go between Apple TV and then his Xbox. So um, we don't, it's not, it's not a hugely complicated system. So just the one remote is um enough to to get us by although like i said i do use the iphone as a remote but it doesn't count says jason i yeah i mean that's that's different and i would say using having to use your phone to switch inputs is super inconvenient and that's why i don't do it but i could do it um so let's just recap here dan two in a basket aline two in a basket michael one well you know but two but really one uh i have four so i guess i win what do i win um i'm misery i win misery you win a basket Uh, jason to put uh, i I totally need that basket because i have a tivo remote i have the apple remote remote i have the logitech harmony remote and um i also have a tv remote that's similar to dan's basket remote is uh is there in case i need to do some very specific changing of tv settings um a funny spin off of the fact that the new apple remote has directional buttons is that i feel like the that um this is going to spur some app uh revision on apple tv that will make using the harmony remote as the apple tv remote <laughs> a better experience because it doesn't have the touch surface, but it has up, down, left, right, and all of that. So the irony that the better Apple remote may also make alternatives to the Apple remote better. Um, but I, I think my, my bigger point in asking this question is that it's so frustrating to have multiple pull remotes. And I, I guess, you know, the goal here is that everybody should use CEC, which lets the devices talk to each other. And when that works, they can turn each other on and off into the right settings and all of that. But my receiver doesn't support it and my TiVo doesn't support it. And so I end up in the situation where that Apple remote has this power button on it. And it's really made me rethink my life because do I, am I going to be buying like new hardware just because there's a power button on the Apple remote um, mm, to be determined. But uh, anyway, I, I, I feel let's throw in also, we mentioned Logitech Harmony. Uh, those are being discontinued. So what happens? Where is this going? What's the future of having this? I feel like, is this lock-in? Is that what this is? Is Apple just saying, no, only Apple TV, nothing else? Maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. That sounds like them. 
Folks, let us take a quick break because it is halftime before we come back with the second half of the show. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our good friends at Memberful. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by the biggest creators on the web. (laughs) Generate sustainable recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. In fact, you might have heard us talking about the Relay FM membership program. And what you might not know is that Memberful is the platform that we're using here at Relay for that program. And they make it super easy to generate that extra revenue stream and deliver bonus content to all of our members. Uh, many of you. Thank you. Um, memberful is a very easy way to, uh, one of the, one of the easiest ways to go about, uh, adding a membership program to, uh, whatever service you provide. In fact, uh, as a, employee at Twit, I can also state the fact that Memberful uh, is what Twit decided to do for Club Twit. And um, I know that uh, Lisa Laporte did a lot of research going into the process to figure out what was going to be right for Twit. And so coming out with Memberful in the end of that was uh, the right choice. And our members too have been very happy about it. Um, so if you're looking for a way to, um, you know, add some more financial independence to your uh, creative goals, then Memberful might be right for you as well. So maybe you're already producing content and relying on advertising or other means of income. Well, Memberful makes it easy to diversify that income with everything you need to run a membership program, including custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay, free trials, private podcasts, and loads more, while leaving you with full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience, your brand, and your membership. If you're a content creator, Memberful can help you monetize that passion. Get started for free at Memberful.com with no credit card required. That's Memberful.com. Go there now to check it out. Could be the start of something exciting. Our thanks to Memberful for their support of this show and Relay FM. Thank you so much, Memberful. We appreciate you. All righty, Dan, what is your topic? So I was very excited to discover yesterday, uh, from time to time I checked, I had one holdout credit card that was not compatible with Apple Pay. And I thought to myself yesterday, oh, I'll try it again. And it was actually added. I could actually put it in Apple Pay now, which was like the last of my cards to get added, which is great. Um, and so my question for you is, uh, even though I feel like now I've got all my my credit cards in, in Apple Pay, I still carry physical cards on me because of some deep-seated fears. And I wanted to know if you also carry physical cards, do you go to places where Apple Pay is not supported? Or do you, you know, just worry about having a card in case of emergencies added to that? Do you carry cash still even? I'm kind of curious to see if this is a generational thing or just different approaches, what have you. Aline, what is your what is your money strategy with these things? Um, I have to carry physical cards around. Um, I, I typically just keep one with me. Uh, my husband and I have a joint account and we tend to charge all of our purchases to one card, pay it off at the end of the month. Um, we are those people for in it for the rewards. Um, so even though I have all of my credit cards are Apple pay compatible, um, we go to a lot of places that don't accept Apple Pay. Um, 
Kroger grocery stores, for some bizarre reason, are like, no, we should invent our own proprietary payment thing where you give us your credit card, and then you can use Kroger Pay, which I refuse to do. So I've got to use a credit card if I go into uh, Fred Meyer QFC up here in Seattle. But also, we try to frequent local businesses, um, local restaurants instead of chains, and a lot of them don't have point of sale systems with Apple Pay. So we have to give them a card or not go there. And I do carry cash. I try to always at least have an emergency 20 on me. This is something that was ingrained in me at a very young age that you always have at least a little bit of cash because if your car breaks down and um, someone offers to help you change your tire or whatever, you you want to have some money um, to give them in case you need it. Or, you know, if you're, you know, yeah, I don't know, some kind of emergency stop. It's a lot less um, necessary now than it was, but it's something that I just have always done. It's just always carry an emergency at least $20. I um, am bad about that part. Uh, I don't, I hate cash. I really it's do. It's so gross. It's yeah, so gross. I just, I just do not like it. And in fact, what I would often do um, is well, I don't, I, have, I don't do this anymore because I hardly ever have cash. But um, back whenever I used to still get cash more often, I guess because I went places and stuff, I would have a friend or a family member or somebody who was okay with cash. And I would say, can I give you this and just have you cash at me? I would almost always just immediately trade in the cash that I had for the digital version, which – I understand is, you know, uh, potentially unsafe, as you've said, Aline, in, in situations where it's not like you can just uh, necessarily pull out your phone and say, here's the, you know, monetary exchange we're making. So I do think it's a good idea to have some cash, but I, <laughs> despite that, I do not have uh, cash on me. I do keep um, my, you know, my ID, of course, um, my uh, main debit and credit card and um, my... Starbucks card, <laughs> which I don't really go there anymore, but um, just because I've had that Starbucks card since like 2010. So it's only because of that that I still have it. Otherwise, I would just always use the digital thing on, in the rare event that I go to Starbucks. Um, so yeah, I'm with you, Dan, in, in that even though I've got my cards on my uh, phone and Apple Pay most places, most of the time with my Apple Watch, I still do keep them because occasionally there are places that don't accept Apple Pay. And I don't ever want to be in one of those situations where I can't um, tap to pay and then I just am, am stuck there going, well, I don't know what to do. Jason, what about you? I used a, a very minimalist wallet for a long time. And then when the iPhone 12 came out, I actually got Apple's wallet, which has room for three cards. You can only have three cards. That's it. That's And they have to be like, if it's a thick card, then you can only have two cards. And so I have my health insurance card, my driver's license, and a credit card in there. And before I maybe had two credit cards that I would bring with me, but now I'm down to one. And I never, that's why I had the minimalist wallet. I, I never carry cash. Um, which frustrates my wife to no end, but there it is. I, I've never really carried cash. There's been ages since I carried cash around. I was thinking with the pandemic, um, I've spent, I've like used cash like twice in the last 15 months. Um, in fact, our local farmer's market, uh, everybody in the farmer's market uh, seems to have switched. Well, not everybody. Many people in the farmer's market added uh, Square 
a little square thing that does Apple Pay uh, so that they could do completely contactless. So contactless has even driven um, a lot of people who used to use cash to finally give it up. Um, but uh, but just I do bring the one credit card with me when I am going out somewhere just in case I have an Apple Pay failure. Um, it doesn't happen that often, but it does happen occasionally, and I kind of like it as a as a fallback. But also, I, when I go out for a walk, uh, like walking my dog or or something, I often will just bring my Apple Watch and not my phone at all. And I have made purchases while out uh, with just the watch, and you know, it's one of those things where it's beautiful because I don't even have my phone with me, I don't have a wallet with me, but I have Apple Pay with me because it's on my watch, and I love it. Yeah, I, so it's not quite a generational thing, I guess, although my wife and I were having this debate, and it turned out like I, I'm like a lean, and it's like, oh, I was always taught to have like 20 bucks on you just in case, and I've run into situations, we had somebody deliver some trees for our new backyard, and I was like, oh, I want to tip this guy, and I was like, oh, no, and I like scrounged around the house and managed to come up with like crumpled $20 between the two of us, and felt like, oh, no, why don't we have cash, and it's again, the pandemic, we don't go as many places, we don't need it as much, and I will say, like Jason, a lot of the local places around here, especially the coffee shops, have Ad- uh, adopted new point of sale systems that are compatible with Apple Pay, whether it's Square or Toast or something like that, and that's actually been a huge improvement. I've actually, I've found most places I go now support Apple Pay, which is a big change from even a year or two ago. Um, and yet, for all of that, I still carry like two or three credit cards because I am extremely paranoid. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our final topic today, which comes from Aline. I just want to know about something you've acquired recently that brings you joy. And I don't necessarily mean a purchase, like a thing that you've brought into your life. It could be a skill or a hobby or information that you have to share. But I just want to know what's making you happy nowadays. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, definitely for me, it's uh, been crochet. Um, crochet, well, crochet and knitting. Um, I started out by learning uh, how to crochet with a uh, crochet Star Wars book. And my first little creation was a little Yoda character, not baby Yoda, not Grogu, but um, actual Yoda. And I still have all Yoda and it's it's rough in comparison to what I'm able to make now, but um, it's fun to look back on that. And then after that, I, I learned how to knit. And from that point, you know, I've made um, lots of different crochet creations for family members and friends. And that has been so rewarding. And there's just something really cool about taking strands of fiber and turning them into something that someone cherishes um, for some period of time, at least. Uh, that's been really uh, rewarding. So for me, definitely crocheting and knitting yarn fiber arts. Jason, what about you? I'm going to give a dad answer, uh, which is okay because I am a dad, but I, I've, I've owned a house for 22 years and I have resisted a lot of the things that um, make you feel like a middle-aged homeowner, uh, but you can't resist. Ultimately, all that does is it means that you every every tool you buy for any reason to maintain things in your house uh, if you don't embrace the uh, homeownerness of it, you end up where I was, which is like a basket full of screws and a uh, a toolbox that you can't close. And this is all of my rationale for what I bought that is it does bring me joy, which is I brought it. I bought a husky forty six inch nine drawer deep tool chest workbench for my garage. It's got a power strip with USB ports on it so I can charge all of my like batteries for the drill and for the, the, the lawnmower. And it means that all those tools that are literally, if you need to find a tool in my house, you have to check five different places 
including some places that are outside because I have no organizational structure. I, I have a place to put them all now. After 22 years, I gave in, and it is actually bringing me joy that I, I finally, the mess that uh, I have made of all of the home improvement things and all the maintenance things in our house can finally be organized in a reasonable fashion. And I know that that's kind of ridiculous, and yet after all of this time of resisting, I gave in, and it brings me joy. Uh, two things. One, which prompted the last question, I bought a new wallet <laughs> and, uh, it's much slimmer than my old one. And that was the point where I was like, Oh, this is nice. Like, I don't have to feel like I'm carrying around this giant chunky wallet all the time. So that is actually delightful for me. Uh, and the second thing is sort of linking into what Jason just said. My wife and I bought a house last year. We still don't live in this house because we're having parts of it redone, but I'm excited by the prospect of actually having a house and then accumulating all the junk that Jason just talked about. And you do. Um, I have, I guess, three things. Like Micah, I, I learned how to knit last year, and it is amazing. It, it saved my sanity um, in 2020 and 2021. Um, but I also acquired a kitten, um, and he is absolutely delightful. We love having him around. Um, we got a car because of the pandemic. Um, I, I'm high risk, didn't want to risk public transit. So we were like, all right, well, tired of being in the apartment all the time. Let's get a car. And it just completely opened up Seattle for us. Um, we sold our car as soon as we moved here and now we have one again and it's amazing. It's been wonderful. And, um, I try not to think about the cost of owning a car in Seattle. And, uh, the other thing is something I got just the other day. I got a new fidget toy, uh, from a website called Black Girl Lost Keys. Uh, uh, the proprietress is Renee Brooks and I got an infinity cube fidget toy from her and I love it. Um, it's not quiet, so I can't use it while I'm podcasting. That's what I use knitting for, but I was helping my husband put it, put together a presentation for work the other day and was just playing with this infinity cube and it was wonderful. Uh, folks, we are just about to the end of this episode of Clockwise, but I do want to tell you about another show on Relay FM. It's material. Hosts Andy Anatko and Florence Ion are veteran technology journalists with plenty to say about what's going on at Google. Follow Google's journey with them at relay.fm slash material or search for material wherever you get your podcasts. All right, my bonus topic for you. Name a song you enjoy that you'd like to share with the listeners. Jason, we'll start with you. Uh, it is, uh, this is easy. It's short. This is perfect for clockwise. It's last night on earth by Biba Doobie and, uh, it's awesome. And it was co-written by Matt Healy from the 1975, which is one of my favorite bands. And it has the distinction of being a song I listened to, not knowing who it was by or who was involved in the production of it. And halfway through I go, Oh, Matt Healy from the 1975 wrote this song cause I, which he co-wrote it. Um, which is rare that I have that moment where I'm like, I literally can tell who wrote this song from the way that this song is going, but it happens with that song and it's a fun song. Uh, I'm going to go with the classic eminence front by the who uh, is a song that I don't know. Whenever I start listening to it, I just like, it really gets me in a groove. It's got an awesome, like, like keyboard solo entry uh, intro part. It's really good. I've been listening to Serotonin by Girl in Red. Oh, Alina um, almost picked that. I'm glad I didn't did snipe you. you. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I love it. It's, um, it's got a catchy tune, variable pace. Um, I, I just, it's a great song. 
Uh, for me, it is Chapter 6, Many Mistakes, featuring J Prime by Jax Anderson. Uh, it was in some show I was watching. Uh, it, it popped up and I did the, hey, you know who, uh, what am I listening to? And found this song from 2018 that I thought was really good. Um, I'll be asking all of the hosts to include a link to the song in the uh, spreadsheet so that I can add it to the show notes. So you will all be able to check out the songs that we uh, mentioned here. Now, Dan has a request for all of you out there. So listen up, listen close, listen now. Dan, take it away. <laughs> settle, settle down, class. Uh, yeah, so you, the Relay FM uh, member specials have probably have been coming out. You've probably noticed that. There's a great one over with uh, Upgrading Cortex that Jason's on, doing an adventure. And we at Clockwise will be doing uh, answering your questions. So we'd love to have you submit a question for me and Micah. We're going to try to answer as many as we can in 30 minutes. Hopefully people will submit some questions because otherwise it's a really short show. So <laughs> go to tinyurl.com slash clockwise2021. That's tinyurl.com slash clockwise2021. There's just a little Google form there. If you could put in your name and a question, we will read them on the air on the member special and answer them. So there you go. And that will come out this Friday. Yeah, two days from now. So get those questions in right now. <laughs> and, uh, Mike, I think that takes us to the end of the show. So all that we have uh, left to do is thank our fantastic guest this week. Yes, Jason Snell, host emeritus. Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy 400, everybody. Happy 400. Annalene Sims, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And Micah, uh, how about you want to do another 400? What do you think? Should we? Let's do it. All right. We'll kick that off next week. But until then, we remind all of you listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> 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 uh.